0: hello and welcome to my podcast i'm kim akrig and we are talking about how to combine the metaphysical and the physical and manifest the business of your dreams if you want to learn how to combine the woo and the work ethic strategy and manifestation stay tuned this is for you So I don't know about you, but when I was learning about astrology, I remember feeling really overwhelmed because there's all the planets, all the signs, all these things interacting together. And it wasn't only about how those things were interacting in your chart. It was also how like the daily energies of the planets was showing up in your life and affecting your life. And I'm sure most of us are aware of Mercury retrograde at this point, but Mercury is not the only planet that can go into retrograde. All of the planets can go into retrograde. And so I found it really helpful with the Magic of Eye Planner. It tells you day to day what's going on in the sky. It's telling you what the moon is doing. It's telling you what phase it's in. It And it also has the Optimum Times Life Guide, where basically every single day, they give you insight onto the energy of the day and how you can best work with it, so you're not basically trying to push shit up a hill and doing something in the wrong time and making your life basically way more difficult for yourself. And it doesn't only have information about astrology. This year, they've added a whole new section to it where they're talking about how to combine medicinal mushrooms with the energy of the planets, which I absolutely love because medicinal mushrooms are so powerful for so many things. And just really being able to enhance that energy and work with the energy of the stars, is just going to help you manifest everything in your life a whole lot easier. And aside from having all this incredible information about astrology, it's basically like a quick start astrology guide. So even if you're a total beginner, you can work with it. They also have a menstrual tracker. They have information on the retrogrades and eclipses, and they also have sections where you can plan your weekly goals, your yearly goals. So you can really use this as a manifestation tool to write down what you want to create as well as how to harness the energy of the stars to make that happen for you. So they've kindly gifted the listeners a discount, which is Kim Akrig, K-I-M-A-K-R-I-G. And their website is magic of I and like I for ice cube, dot com. And so that code works for everything on their site. They also have really beautiful journals, there's stickers, there's moon trackers. So definitely go and have a look and use that code to save yourself 10% off of everything on the site. So let's get back to the show. Hello, everyone. So today we're talking about a subject that is near and dear to my heart. So let me just take a moment to set the scene for you. Let's zoom back a couple years. Um, I'm the year is 2017, I believe. Or maybe it's 2016, around that time. And I live in Byron Bay. I am walking on the beach, listening to a podcast. And on this podcast, I hear about a modality where they talk about basically like how sometimes we have these blocks and patterns and we feel like we're really stuck in areas of our lives and we've been trying everything that we know how to do to fix it, but we're still not seeing any progress. And they start talking about how your subconscious is really responsible for like a lot of your actions and your beliefs and so on and so forth. And this like ignites a spark in me like i hear this and i'm like yes 100 percent. this is definitely so me there is just some stuff in my life where i have been trying and trying and trying and I've been working on it and working on it. And the thing that really came up for me was I became a photographer at the age of 18 years old. I picked up a camera, started shooting, started shooting myself, started shooting my friends. That turned into me shooting models. I got into shooting fashion photography. And so like very young, I had a full-time business being a photographer. And so many things came along with that, where I felt like in my mind, I was like, if I just hustle as hard as I possibly can. If I put in as many hours as I can, if I work with as many people in my city in the industry, I was like, surely something has to happen. And well i don't think this is a bad mindset like i really commend my like 18 year old self for just being like heck yeah i'm just going to go out there and start like networking on the internet um facebook was what everyone was using back then and just start like reaching out like just swinging big basically i think i either was like it's a little combination of being like so naive and just having no idea and just also being like why would i not just go for this um because i loved it i was really passionate about it and so, in that process of me building a business as an 18-year-old, um, I I felt like I bumped up against a lot of my own limitations. Like I definitely um, struggled with my self-worth, and I struggled to feel like confident in what I was charging, and I struggled with like the boundaries that I had around clients, or like even just really. Um, Like I worked really, really hard and sometimes I felt like kind of frustrated because I felt like my effort wasn't being recognized or like I felt like there was just some blocks that I kept felt like I was bumping up against and I was getting really frustrated by that. So keep that story in mind. And then fast forward a few years, like I'd moved to Toronto to really pursue more in my career. And then through like a series of kind of chance events, I ended up going to shoot a wedding in New Zealand stopping in Australia along the way, absolutely falling in love with Australia, and then I moved here. So during that time, like when I first came to Australia, I wasn't really sure what I was doing with my career. I was kind of like at a point where I felt so burnt out. I was really struggling with health issues from like how much I was working and like the stress of it all and it really was making me question like i was like do i really want to have a business do i really want to do this like if it like of course i want this but like if it's going to be this hard and it's going to be like literally detracting from my health like i don't know how sustainable this is i was like i can't imagine doing this like i can't work any harder so what am i going to do um so during the the first couple years when i first moved here i sort of like took a little break from photography like pretty much since I'd been in high school, I had been working like, um, like, I started my first job when I was 17. And I'd been like working and doing that. And then I did like a hairdressing apprenticeship. And then I was working as a photographer. So I really felt like I had just hit the ground running. And like, I just felt like I'd been working nonstop. And it just kind of felt like I needed a break. And so me moving to Australia really ended up being that break in that I got some time to sort of like, I learned how to surf and like just spent some time like sort of relaxing and like just working like a very casual job and sort of sorting out what I wanted to do with my life. And so a few years go by and I realized that I really miss photography and so I'm like okay, let's kind of get back into it, but I'm going to shoot like, um, like couples and weddings and stuff like that. Because I'm like, you have to, the thing that I really took away from working in the fashion industry is like, you can only be successful in the right environment. So basically if you want to be a fashion photographer, you're probably not going to live in a very small town. And that's not to say that there isn't really successful fashion photographers that do live in Byron Bay. Like there absolutely is. But the, the reality is like you, you kind of need to make it make sense where you live for the kind of work that you're going to shoot. And like, I really enjoyed shooting couples. Like I really, uh, photography for me has always been about telling people's stories or telling a story. And I really liked shooting couples and like, I really enjoyed shooting weddings. So that was okay for me. But we're like going along and the same kind of issues kind of start popping up and like just like the self-doubt and like the money beliefs and all of those things and i don't think i was as like self-aware at that point in time to realize like that's what was going on like i was still very much in a mindset like i just have to hustle hard and like get it out there and then like opportunities will come which does work to a certain extent like i won't say that hustling doesn't have like um advantages at some point in it but it's ultimately very unsustainable especially for somebody like me who really like struggles with their energy levels sometimes um so then we (laughs) that brings us up to scratch where i was listening to that podcast and i was like you know what maybe there's something going on for me here with my beliefs around business like maybe there is something happening where i'm not aware of like it, but I'm creating these patterns for myself. So through like a weird manifestation of, I mean, I don't really believe in coincidences. Like really when I get into a good flow, like the things I need, they really just come to me in like a very magical way. So I heard about this therapy. It was called rapid transformational therapy. So at that point in time, like Marissa Peer created RTT, and she has been voted like Britain's best therapist multiple times over. She's worked with people like Princess Diana, like celebrities. She worked on The Biggest Loser, like she is huge. And so basically, she created rapid transformational therapy as a mixed modality, basically. So what RTT is, it's a combination therapy of hypnosis, NLP, CBT, and psychotherapy. And if you don't know what those things mean, don't stress. I will explain it to you a little bit later. Um, So basically she created this therapy and then it's so incredibly effective and she created a program to train other people to become RTT practitioners. So this hadn't been going on for a very long time at the point that. I've been listening to this, like it was still quite a niche therapy. And I would say like, probably it still is, but I think it's definitely more popular now than it was at the point that I had been listening to this podcast. So here's me being like, okay, I really wanna do this. How am I gonna find an RTT practitioner? And through some weird twist of fate, I have always been very into crystals and stuff like that. So there was a lady who had a crystal store that I had been following because of this podcaster because this podcaster liked to buy crystals from this lady's store so i had been following that store on instagram and so it turned out that she had just trained as an rtt practitioner and i saw it on her instagram stories and i was like oh my goodness like she had just started taking on paid clients and i was like the stars are aligning this is a sign like i need to go and do this it just felt like I hadn't even really looked that hard and it had just came to me. Um, So yes, basically what I did was I like sent her a message. I told her I want to work with you. I booked in as soon as I could. And in that session, when I tell you it blew my mind, it changed my life in ways that I cannot even begin to like really, it's hard to put into words because it was like we did the session and even like in the session, the things that came up, I just had so many light bulb moments. I was like, oh my God, this makes so much sense. Of course I would be thinking and believing these things. I was able to release those beliefs. And the like, the miracle basically of it is literally like the next day things started shifting for me. And Of course, I want to manage expectations and be like, it's not always like that for everyone. Like change happens for people in one of three ways. And I can get into that a little bit more in a bit. Um, but for me, it was like, everything had changed. Like, even when I saw my best friend, like a few days afterwards, she was like, you literally, your energy is completely different. And I was like, I know I literally feel like a different person. Like there was a bit of an integration period, but like all of a sudden afterwards, like so many things I was anxious about, no longer anxious. Like people started showing up in my messages, wanting to book me. I hadn't been doing anything externally different. So that really was the aha moment for me where I was like, oh my goodness, it's really like my beliefs and what I'm projecting out into the world, almost not that it matters more than the actions you take, you still do need to take action. But that was the thing that made made me realize like, oh my goodness, like it really is about my internal world and my subconscious projections outward that are creating this reality for me. And that's why everyone's experiences are so different. So it could be like, this is why I could be working so hard and not achieving what I wanted because my subconscious didn't believe it was possible for me so after that it was like things in my life shifted so quickly for me and it just literally felt like a miracle like i had been in therapy as a kid and was like very like not that i didn't believe in it but i was like it just felt like yeah i can talk about this as much as i want but i'm not really seeing changes and with this it was like i just it was like without even trying, I was showing up in a completely different way. I felt so much more confident in myself. I felt so much more like worthy of like accomplishing what I wanted to accomplish. And it just really like blew my mind. So after that, I, I worked with that therapist and um, a few, a few times for different issues. But for me, I really found that like, once I worked on something, I never needed to work on it again, which really blew my mind. It was like condensing all these years of therapy down into like one session. And it just saved me so much time. And when they say like, it was rapid, it really was rapid. Like I would show up in a completely different energy, new beliefs, everything like pretty much the next day. And I was like, it really sparked something within me where I was like, more people need to know about this because I just know there is so many people suffering. I know there's so many people in pain, dealing with their past traumas, dealing with low self-worth, like all the things. And I was like, they need to know that it can be different and it can be different really fast. Like you don't have to go to therapy for years and years and years to achieve this transformation. You can literally go and work with an RTT practitioner once And like your whole life can be different virtually the next day. So that kind of like I kept working as a photographer for the next little while. And like that was it was building and building and things were going good. And um, interestingly, (laughs) then the year 2020 hit us and All of my wedding bookings get canceled, like everything just gets canceled in like one fell swoop. And I was really left wondering, like, oh, my God, what am I going to do for money? Like, how am I going to make a living? And that kind of, it really, it had been sort of in my mind for a while that I really did want to train as an RTT practitioner, because I was like, you know what, like, this work is so transformative. And I really believe that it's like my deepest utmost wish that more people knew about it and they could like achieve the same things that i had achieved or the transformations that i had achieved because i had just gone like i kept working with that rtt practitioner for over like a couple of sessions and it was like the changes in my life were just so huge and I just felt so different. Like I felt so much happier. I was so much less anxious. I was so much more confident in myself. I was just able to go out there and really like take action on the things that I wanted. And like, it was so incredibly healing for me. And I just really was like, this work is so important. Like more people really need to be able to experience this. So it kind of felt like 2020 was the catalyst where I was like, right, like I have to be at home. What am I going to do? Like, I need to pivot my career very quickly so that I'm going to be able to keep making money. So I signed up to the program and I was like, I have no idea how I'm going to pay for this, but I'll figure it out. And because it's, it's not, uh, I would say it's not an inexpensive training. Let me put it that way. And it is quite intensive. Like it when I did it, it's changed now as time has gone on. But when I did it, it was like a three month program and you had to do like, a certain amount of like practice sessions with people, like it is quite a rigorous intensive training. So I really threw myself into that over like that period of the pandemic and whatnot. And I just like, was like, I'm just gonna work with as many people as I can to gain my experience before I get certified. By the time that I had gotten certified, I'd already worked with like 30, like not clients cause they weren't paying me cause you couldn't get paid while you're training, but I'd already worked with 30 people and so then i just kind of like hit the ground running with it basically like as soon as i got my certificate and that really put me on the path of like um wanting to go back to school to study to become a psychologist that wasn't happen until a bit later but um it really just made me see how like mental health really needs like a total reform like we i think a lot of people think like the only way you can work on your mental health is to go to a therapist yeah. and you have to go there every week and talk to them about what's going on and change has to happen really slowly and all the things. So yeah, I, it kind of really made me see like, cause I had struggled with my mental health a lot in my teen years and like even into my early twenties. And even though I sort of like muddled with my way through it and just kind of felt like I needed to deal with it on my own, like doing RTT like as a client was really the thing that helped me like shift and transform it in the biggest way. And I was like, if only the people who were psychologists knew about this, like, of course, I, I do see a psychologist. I see value in like working with a psychologist in the way that you are supposed to. Um, But it is completely different to what you can accomplish with RTT. And I just really felt like if I could marry these two things together, like, the change that I could see in people and ultimately in the world, because when you heal one person, it just ripples out to like everybody else. Um, I just felt so strongly that I needed to do it. So (laughs) that was a very long backstory. And, Um, I feel like it needs to be explained though, and I don't always get a way to explain this easily, like on Instagram or whatever it is. So I hope that sort of gives you a bit of an understanding of like how I got to where I am, how RTT was so impactful for me, how it it really how I decided to basically start doing this for work. Um, But now what I really want to do is I want to get into some questions that people commonly have when they hear about RTT, because it is kind of still a new thing. And like sometimes if you've never heard of anything like this, you're like, wait, what Kim, like, what are we doing here? So I have compiled a list of questions of, Um, about RTT, about rapid transformational therapy. And I often interchange RTT for hypnotherapy, like the two phrases, um, even though they are slightly different, just because more people know what hypnotherapy is. So it's a little bit easier to kind of tell people about what I do. But if you want the full in-depth explanation of what am I actually talking about, I'm talking about rapid transformational therapy. And that's what we're talking about specifically on this podcast and that's what I practice as a practitioner. So question number one, what is RTT? So RTT, as I mentioned before, is a mixed modality that was created by Marissa Peer. And basically it combines hypnosis, NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming. It basically looks at your language patterns to understand what's going on in different parts of your brain and like your belief systems. Um, CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy, which really works with understanding like Um, the cognitions or like thought processes in your brain and is able to shift them into being something a little bit more advantageous that supports what you want to create or the beliefs you want to have. And then psychotherapy, which is kind of like, a bit of an umbrella term for like the things that we're doing in your mind. So basically the whole session is done in hypnosis and hypnosis is nothing to be afraid of. It's not mind control. It's like, I'm not psychic. I'm not going to read your mind. You can't, you don't tell me anything that you don't want to tell me. Basically hypnosis is just a deeply relaxed state and there's nothing to be afraid of because we actually go in and out of hypnosis multiple times every single day. Like when you kind of like zone out and you're watching TV, like um it's basically a deeply relaxed state where you're highly suggestible so that's all it is and the thing is is no one can suggest something to you that you don't already want to do so that's the most powerful thing about rtt is like when clients come to me, the clients who really get the best results are the ones who are like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm willing to believe in this. And I'm willing to believe in it enough that it's going to help you get better results if you believe in it. Like if you're the kind of person who's really skeptical, really cynical, you don't want to try something new. I would say this is probably not, you're not going to get the best results out of it. You do have to be willing to be open-minded and be willing to Trust the process, basically, and if you're willing to do that, you will get better results than someone who is constantly looking to prove why this doesn't work because your mind is so suggestible. It's always trying to prove you right, so like with anything, like if you believe in yourself, you believe in the process, you're willing to try something different and new that feels a bit weird, then I would say you're going to get better results. I know for a fact you will get better results. Um, so question number two is how does RTT differ from other forms of therapy? So obviously there is a lot of different forms of therapy out there, but basically I would say the way that it really is different is because we are, you're in hypnosis for the whole session. Basically, we're able to speak directly to your subconscious mind and your subconscious and res- your subconscious is responsible for like 90% of your behavior, but your conscious mind really has no idea what is going on in there. It's subconscious. So it's like you have this operating system. Basically imagine it's like your iPhone, like you can use your iPhone, you can tell your iPhone what to do. You can interface with it all the time, but you really have no idea what's going on in like the operating software. It's not easy to access unless you're a programmer or you know the right person who can get into it, AKA, me. Um, <laughs> um, like, but it is fully there and it's running the show. So I hope that kind of gives you like a better indication of like, what does that mean when she says subconscious and conscious mind? So basically your subconscious is programmed between the ages of zero to seven. Cause the, between those ages, you're basically in a hypnotic state as you go through the world. And so you're you kind of lacking that filter that's like, is this true? You kind of just take everything that everyone sort of tells you for true. And this is where your beliefs start to get formed. So it's like your whole belief system and programming happened between the ages of zero to seven. And as you grow up, you keep just perpetuating those beliefs and showing yourself more and more evidence. So it gets stronger and stronger. So you can be an adult and then be like, not really understand the link between how you as a child created the belief that you as an adult is still perpetuating, basically. And so with RTT, we're able to get in there really quickly and understand, like, where did this belief start? What's the root cause of it? What was going on then? What did I make that mean? And then we're able to shift it really quickly. And because we're doing this all in a subconscious state, you're able to change it really fast with a lot less effort. And that's why you're able to get those rapid results. Whereas most conventional forms of therapy, you're dialoguing with your conscious mind and your conscious mind has no freaking clue as to why. And you're kind of trying to pick up a- pick it apart and you're trying to shift it and change it, which takes a lot of effort. And the mind doesn't like to put a lot of effort. It wants to conserve it. So you can see why that change ends up taking a lot more time if you're trying to do it on a conscious level. And RTT is different than like conventional hypnotherapy because a lot of the times with conventional hypnotherapy, you end up needing like six to eight sessions to work on your one thing. Whereas with RTT, Pretty much all of my clients have everything most thing most clients resolve their things in one to two sessions. I would say the majority of clients like I would say like of the clients resolve that issue in one session and then maybe 20% of the clients want like a second additional session for that issue because depending how far it goes back, depending how deep it is, um, sometimes we work on something and then we realize there's another layer underneath that we hadn't realized was also affecting things and so then we want to go in and clear out that second thing. So one to two sessions of RTT versus six to eight sessions of conventional hypnotherapy or like years and years of like conventional talk therapy kind of thing number three is what kind of issues can rtt help with and basically like honestly rtt works for i don't want to say everything because i don't like making broad statements like that especially when it comes to this kind of a thing but um, RTT can solve multiple things. Like we can work on anxiety. We can work on depression. We can work on addiction. We can work on weight loss. I've worked with can't like clients who have like cancer. I've worked with like sexual issues like, um, pretty much something, if you can think of it, RTT can help you resolve it. But I really specialize in helping people with their self-worth, their confidence, with blocks around abundance, with anxiety, with depression. Those are really the areas that I have the most experience in. Like personally and with my clients. Um, so I find that that's mostly what I end up working with people on, but you can probably find like an RTT pressure practitioner that specializes in like so many different niches and I think this is the thing people don't realize that RTT can be really good for chronic health conditions because often when you have a chronic health condition there is some kind of subconscious programming going on behind that so if you can get into your mind and start to understand why those symptoms are there you can do a lot to actually shift it and we're not legally allowed to say that RTT can like heal things because you'll get in trouble for saying that but I have a lot of clients where like physical issues have been resolved after we've worked on it with RTT. And next we're going to look at how long does the typical RTT session last? So RTT, basically most sessions I find like set aside an hour and a half to two hours. Um, Anything past two hours, I think it starts to become a little bit too long and it's also just not really necessary but that said like if we go into things and I feel like we definitely there's more that we need to look at like I will definitely like pick it all out (laughs) like I'm not gonna like speed through the session because I'm like oh clock's ticking like we need to get out of here um so I would definitely say like because the session starts off by like I if you've ever been to my booking page, you would see that there is an intake form that you do need to fill in to book the session. And that kind of gives me a good overview of like, what's the problem that we're working on? Like a little bit of your family history, a little bit of your past. And then also, like, how would you like your life to be without the problem? Because I make everyone a personalized like transformation recording that you listen to for 28 days afterwards It's a good amount of time that's the amount of time it takes to lock in like a new belief um, you're basically creating new neural pathways so that does take time um, so that recording is about 15 to 20 minutes and you have to listen to it every single day afterwards um, some clients like to do twice a day because the mind learns through repetition in the session we're really clearing out the old beliefs but then you want to lock in the new beliefs to replace it so that your mind has like an understanding of like this is where we're going from here so basically, the session is about hour and a half to two hours, and then you have your personalized recording to listen to for like 28 days afterwards. And I know initially, sometimes when people hear that, they're like, oh my god, how am I going to commit to doing something for 28 days? But it's really easy to slot it into your routine. And also, I would urge you, like, you want the change. Like, you want this. So, like, you need to commit to that future version of yourself who like if all it takes is like 15 to 20 minutes a day like you can find the time and i it's really easy because i tell my clients the best time to listen to your recording is like first thing when you wake up and like right before you go to sleep, because that's the easiest time to access your subconscious. Um, If you really want to lock it in, do both. It's not bad if you listen to it during the day either. But I'm just saying it's like easy to kind of get it into your day. If like first thing when you wake up, you roll over, you just press play and like, it off you go, you know? Um, But also sometimes people are like, oh, like I fall asleep listening to it. And I would say like, it's not the end of the world if you fall asleep listening to it, because your mind, your subconscious is always listening. So it is still getting in there. And if you really find that that's a problem, like you can listen to it sitting up if you don't want to fall asleep listening to it. But you, if you're lis- falling asleep listening to it every time, it's kind of like I'm telling, you, I'm telling you in it to become more and more relaxed. So it's kind of like your mind is really like taking it on board and being like, okay, you're going to be super relaxed. You're going to be asleep. Um, but also I would say if you're falling asleep every single time listening to it, definitely try and make sure there is a couple times that you are um, awake, like listen to it in the morning or listen to it um, sitting up. But if you fall asleep, it's not the end of the world. So Yeah, basically I would say it's like a month long process really. And I check in with my clients like over the month just by email to be like, Hey, like, how are you going? Do you have any questions? And then at the end of the 28 days we do like a quick follow up zoom call. Um, This is probably something else I should mention. I exclusively see clients online. I don't see them in person. It works just as well over the internet. You really don't need to see me because your eyes are going to be closed. For the whole session. So all that matters is like you have a strong internet connection and like we can hear each other perfectly. That's all that you need. So I think that's the kind of nice thing about also doing it at home is that like you can be in your own bed or you can be on your couch, like you can be somewhere where you can really relax and feel safe. And I think that really does help you drop into like a sense of relaxation. Um, and then like, yeah, the quick follow up call at the end of the month. So honestly, it it's not that much time for the amount of results that you get. And I think that's the really nice thing about it is that like you are able to get the most bang for your buck, like time wise. Cause I know people are busy, like not everyone wants to go for therapy every single week or every single month or whatever you're doing. Like this is really like you get in there, you can resolve your issue. It's done, move on with your life. Um, The next one is what can i expect during an rtt session and this is an interesting one because sometimes it's hard to explain what it's like like some it's one of those things where the experience it doesn't matter how many words you try and use it never quite fully encapsulates how it feels but from thinking back to obviously i don't know what it's like for other people inside their heads when they do the session but just telling you from my own experience and things clients have said. So basically you feel deeply relaxed. Like it's kind of almost that space between like right before you fall asleep where you're still kind of awake and aware, but you're like feeling really relaxed. You kind of feel like you're floating. It sort of feels almost like a dream state. Often my clients really enjoy being in it and they like don't want to come out. They're like, it was so nice in there. Like I just felt like I was floating so it is quite relaxing being in that state of hypnosis like you feel very relaxed and then also so basically what we do in this session is i get you into hypnosis we do a couple suggestibility tests just to really show your conscious mind like hey like i am suggestible this is working for me then basically we will go back to three to four memories of like the root cause of where this belief or this issue started and we'll take a look at what was going on we'll really understand like what were the beliefs that were created then like what did it mean for you and then we'll go through the process of releasing those beliefs and then after that the process isn't always exactly the same for everyone sometimes we will Um, we'll always look at the beliefs and understand like what was the effect that those beliefs had on your life today, like what was created out of that. And then sometimes we'll dialogue with the behavior or the symptoms and we'll be like, hey, like what are you here for? Like what is this giving me? Because your mind doesn't do anything without thinking there's some kind of a benefit to it. And this is why it's like we need to be talking to your subconscious because your conscious mind really has no clue So then we'll get in there and start to rework through that. And then we'll do some inner child activities so that you're really basically reparenting yourself. You're reparenting the age that those things, you're able to give yourself what you needed then that maybe you didn't get, and you're able to take care of yourself and install that sense of safety. Because the majority of people, these beliefs start like very early on. Um, Occasionally, I'll have clients be like, oh, this is like a more recent thing. But for the most part, most people go back to memories between the ages of zero and seven. And then at the end of it, we'll do your personalized transformation recording. I'll bring you out of hypnosis and then that's kind of how it goes. So the next one is "Is RTT backed by scientific research. I absolutely love, love this question because like As you know someone studying to be a psychologist I love when things are backed by research I know not everything that is helpful or powerful or transformative can be explained through science like I'm fully aware of that science can't explain everything but I do like when things have been proven to work and so basically RTT itself is still undergoing clinical trials and the reason that this takes so long is like if you don't know much about scientific research it actually does take quite a long time and quite a lot of money to do a really good study because it's like you need to get all the people you need to go through the process you need to do like all the things you need to like write up your reports you need to get the data you need to analyze the statistics like it and then also like with the people I think you would want to be checking in with them over a period of time and seeing how those results have lasted in their life so RTT itself as a modality is still going through clinical trials but All the components of RTT actually are scientifically proven to be very effective. Like there is extensive research on how helpful hypnosis itself is for people with anxiety, people with depression, people with chronic pain. Like there is so much research out there already on hypnosis itself. So that's a tick for that. Very effective Um, for NLP it's a little bit murkier. I think there's kind of like mixed evidence, but I think I've seen enough people anecdotally, and I know anecdotal is not always like, be-all end-all but i think there is something in people's lived experience and like multiple people's lived experience of something being effective cognitive behavioral therapy is a very effective well-researched form of therapy that is used in conventional therapy it's very popular um there's like talk therapists that specialize in just doing this basically you're just looking at your thoughts understanding the cognitions, changing them so on and so forth so all the components of rtt have been proven to be very effective and scientifically backed and like rtt itself is going through its own trials and um like i said before while anecdotal evidence is not like the be-all end-all i think there is definitely like something to be learned from people's lived experience and like there is so many people like in the rtt community or the people who like there there's like a therapist group where you can like converse with other people and it's like we see the evidence of things working for people. So it is quite well-researched, I guess, in that sense. So clinical trials are coming, but basically all the components of it do have scientific evidence to back them up. And the next one is, are there any risks or side effects associated with RTT? And this is the thing I absolutely love so much about hypnotherapy and like a lot of alternative modalities is like the worst thing that happens with RTT is it doesn't work. And I mean, that said, being like, keeping in mind, like you're going to a therapist who is good at what they do, you're going to someone who's qualified, you're going to somebody who has experience. Um, but I would say, like, I've never had this happen for a client that I know of. Like, Marissa Pier always has the saying that like, some be- some therapy is better than no therapy. So it's like, there there's, it's a twofold process. Like one, you do need to find a therapist who is good at what they do. They're qualified, they're ethical, all of those things. But you are also part of the process. And I think this is the thing a lot of people are like, well, what if it doesn't work for me? And I'm like, but are you showing up 110% to ensure that you get the results from this? Are you listening to your recording? Are you going into it with like, the right attitude? Or are you going into it being like, I'm really cynical, I bet this won't work for me, nothing works for me, blah, blah, blah. Because the thing about the mind is, this is it's always trying to prove you right. So this is really a twofold thing of like, one, making sure you're going to someone who is got good reviews, and like is qualified, and like all of those things, which I can tell you, I am. <laughs> I've been doing this for like, I guess, three years now, pretty much, and I've seen like over 100 clients also studying to be a psychologist. So I would say I'm fairly qualified, more qualified than most RTT therapists, I would say, in some senses, not trying to toot my own horn, just being realistic because it's important to me to be ethical. And then also, so when it comes to risks or side effects. So I think like everything in life you do, there is going to be some risk associated with it. I think with RTT, the worst thing for most people that I would say that you run the risk of is like not getting the results maybe that you thought you wanted. And there is sometimes where I've worked with clients where it's like they haven't been entirely honest and forthright with me, so the session can't go exactly the way that they wanted. And so what I mean by that is like they weren't really clear with me about what they wanted to work on because they maybe – I don't know exactly why, but maybe they felt some kind of shame around it, or maybe they were embarrassed to really tell me what was going on. And it's like, I can only help you as much as you can help me. Like if you can't actually tell me what you want to work on and be like, 100% honest about that. And of course, this is always a safe space, like zero judgment. Like I have seen it all. I I will never judge you for anything that you ever say in a session. Like just, I won't like it's a completely safe space. Um, But if you're not ready or willing or able to tell me what you really want to get out of it, I can't really help you the way that you want to be helped because I, I'm not psychic. I can't read your mind. I can't tell you, Oh, this is what you wanted to work on. Let's go and do that. Like I would say I'm fairly intuitive, but I if, I can only help you as much as you're willing to help me. So that is a very important part of it is being able to be open and honest with me Um so that I can help you to the best of my abilities because I can't give you something if we don't know what that is. (laughs) And then, um, I would say the other thing is like, it is worth mentioning if you do have like very traumatic things that happened in the past, like always just know in the session, we're just reviewing, you're not reliving it. You're not back there. You got out, you survived, you're okay. We're doing the work that we need to do to heal this. Um, but, yeah, there, I guess there is always the risk of something like that coming up. And so, like, I'm going to help you to the best of my abilities. But I guess it's just kind of like you knowing like that is always a possibility. And like you gauging, like, how personally safe do you feel doing that? And like, are you in a space where you'd be ready to process something like that? That's not to say that that is what's going to come up. But it's just knowing that you're safe. You've lived it. We're only reviewing. We're not reliving it. Um, aside from that i would say the risks and side effects are minimal i think sometimes in the in the days after the session sometimes because we do move a lot of energy we do a lot of work and that can be a little bit jarring sometimes or sometimes your body can have like a physical releasing like sometimes people find that they go to the toilet a lot in the days afterwards or sometimes they find they're really fatigued for a couple of days afterwards. But just knowing that like those physical symptoms sometimes do happen with an emotional release, and they usually subside after a couple of days. But that's kind of the only thing that I've really been aware of. And we're getting close to the end. I promise this was a long Q and A. But like, if you have an RTT question, I'm pretty sure I've answered it in here. Um, I sort of mentioned this before, but how many sessions are needed to see results? I would say most people it's resolved in one. Occasionally we do need two. So, um, and there's no way of knowing that until we go in and do it. Like I can't tell you beforehand what it's going to be like. So, but I think one to two sessions to resolve an issue that you've been carrying around for your whole life is pretty good. And then the next one is, can RTD be combined with any forms of therapy or treatment? so i would say if you are doing rtt i would stick with i mean if you're if you're seeing like a psychologist or something else i would say like you can do rtt in um, alongside that without any issues. Um, But the only thing I would say is like you obviously you cannot do RTT if you are on any drugs, or if you're drunk, or if you're impaired in any way like that, I would say don't go microdosing and try and do RTT on the same day. Um, I just think because RTT is so powerful you really just want to be like a clear vessel for just that. And we don't want anything else interacting with that. Obviously, if you're on any medications, don't go off those medications, like do that with your doctor. Um, But I would say, honestly, like there is always the inclination to try and do more and more and more. And And I would say like sometimes less is more. I think if you're going to do RTT, just commit to doing RTT for that month. Like really the whole process, it takes you a month. Like, And when I say it takes you a month, I just mean, like, after your session, you have to listen to your recording for 15 to 20 minutes every day. Um, But I would say, yeah, like, don't combine it with, like, microdosing or anything else like that because I really just think it is helpful to just be doing that one thing. The only other thing that I have sometimes recommended to clients to help them with their transformation is taking Flower Essences, the brand that I really love – is Alexis smart. And I just find that like, because they are so subtle, and they work on like such a vibrational level, like if you pick a flower essence that matches what you're doing your RTT on, it can just be like a really nice way to support your energy and your your frequency and support you in what you're trying to do. And because flower essences are so gentle, I would say I don't mind if people pair those two together, I like to pair them together. Like if I'm ever doing RTT for me, Um, I do like to do it with a flower essence that supports what I'm working on. So yeah, aside from that, I would say avoid combining it with other things. Um, And then next, is RTT suitable for everyone? No, you cannot do RTT if you have schizophrenia or any kind of, um, not personality disorder, but like if you have like multiple personality disorder or any kind of psychosis, I'm sorry, you cannot do this work. Or if you find someone who says that you can, I would be very wary of it. um, Because hypnosis and those kind of things don't go together so well, because it is hard to know if what is coming up for you is real, or um, part of the issue that you have. So unfortunately, you, if you have any of those issues, you can't do RTT, but pretty much everyone else can, as long as you don't have schizophrenia or any kind of psychosis or that kind of thing. Um, if you, I think sometimes like if people have had like psychotic episodes in the past and it was a long time ago and it hasn't happened since, maybe, but it would depend. I would definitely consult with like your psychiatrist or doctor Um, before pursuing this, just because we want to like, make sure it's safe for you and so on and so forth. But for the most part, everyone else is able to do RTT. And so, yeah, I think, oh, this one is like a good one. I mean, you're already here. So I'm assuming that you know who I am. And you know that I'm an RTT practitioner. But um, the next question is like, what should I look for in an RTT practitioner? Obviously, qualifications, you can only be an RTT practitioner if you have done Marissa Peer's program, either her online or her in-person one. That is the only way to become an RTT practitioner. Um, So, yeah, I would say look for reviews. Look for they have that qualification. Look for, like, experience. Look, I would like, if you have any questions with me, you can always hop on like a free coffee chat. There is no obligation. It's not a hard sell. It's literally just for us to chat about like, is this right for you? Do we want to work together? Like, how can I help you? Um, the link is in the bio link is in the bio. The link is in the show notes. If you want to book in for that, or if you have any questions, of course, just send me an email. I'm always available to have a chat. Um, But I would say the biggest thing is also look for someone that you feel safe with and someone that you feel comfortable with. Because even like we know this from research and therapy, like the practitioner client relationship actually is a huge component to the success of like the work that you do together. Like you need someone that you feel safe with. You need someone you feel like you can talk to them. You need someone you feel comfortable with. You feel supported by all of the things. So definitely like look for someone where you feel those things and like don't be afraid of asking lots of questions or if they have a free like discovery call, like don't be afraid to like book in and chat with them because I like of course they want to make sure that you guys are a good fit to work together, but also that you want to make sure that you feel safe with them because feeling safe in that relationship is going to go so far in you being able to get really good results because you'll just feel like you can trust them and you feel like it's okay to be open and vulnerable with them, which is really important. So That's all the questions I had. If you have any questions about RTT or you want to book in for a session or you want to book in for a discovery call or whatever, the links are all in the show notes. And, yeah, I hope this episode was helpful for you, and I will speak to you soon.